We begin a new Maima today, the Sukkis Teishu, Tavshin Membeis, a Maima from Yud Gimel Tishrei, the Yemilula of the Rebbe Marash, and it's just about 40 years ago. Tavshin Membeis. Tavshin Membeis? When the, free, when the uh, Reb Marash uh, passed away two days before Yontef, right? Yeah, yeah. Basukis teishvu shivas yomim kol ezrach b'Yisrael yeshvu basukis. Yidu adiik b'zeh. So the question on this pasuk is well known. V'durush Rabbi Seinu nisiyenu b'zeh b'frat b'hadurush m'shal pasuk zeh. In the Maimarim of the Rabbeim, specifically the Maimarim that there are on this pasuk here. When it says in the beginning the mitzvah, it's clear that that's a mitzvah for all Yidin. There's no reason, reason to exclude anybody. What's the Pasuk adding when it says all citizens amongst Yidin should sit in the sukkah? In other words, the Rebbe is including in the question that seemingly the addition of the second half of the Pasuk is to clarify who's included in the mitzvah. You might have thought that it doesn't refer to all Yidin. It only refers to some of the Yidin. But the question is, just like any mitzvah in the Torah, when it says, you should put on tefillin. Does the Torah then come and clarify that that includes all Yidin? Every mitzvah, the Torah doesn't specify that it includes all Yidin. So it obviously includes everybody. So why here does it have to specify and say, call Yisrael? Oh, I got your copy. Very good. Shalom <laughs> So now the Rebbe points out, wait a minute, there's a Gemara that addresses this question. The Gemara says that actually the second half of the Pasuk, this is the Gemara in Sukkah, that says that we are using the second half of the Pasuk to say who's included in this mitzvah. So the Gemara learns out, Shekal Yisrui, actually no, sorry, sorry, let me take that back. The Gemara learns out a different limit from here. From here we learn that all Yidin can sit in the same sukkah. What's the actual limit of the Gemara? This is always brought in the Memoram of Chesidus, but in the Gemara, the source, this is the source for the concept that a sukkah shu'ula. You can be Yitzah with a borrowed sukkah. If you're joining your friend in his sukkah, you're Yitzah the mitzvah, even though it's not your sukkah. How do we learn it out? Because the Pasuk says, Kol and the simple translation of that is that all Yidin could use the very same sukkah. How is it possible for all Yidin to use the very same sukkah, millions of people, yeah. and they should all own a proper ownership, which is the minimum of a shava pruta, in this sukkah? It's impossible. The only way it's possible is, first of all, not everyone at the same time. One comes in and one leaves. And... You're borrowing from your friend. Someone owns the sukkah. Someone owns a shava pruta in the sukkah. And you're borrowing from your friend the rights of being there in the sukkah to use the sukkah. So from here the Gemara learns out that you yaitza with a borrowed sukkah. And how do we say? We learn this from the fact that the Torah adds kol, meaning that all Yidin are using the very same sukkah, even if it's borrowed. So we know what the second half of the Pasuk is coming to tell me. It's a new halacha that I wouldn't know from the first part of the Pasuk. But the question is, if it's just about this word, call, all Yidin, it could be incorporated in the beginning of the Pasuk. It's not necessary to divide the mitzvah and repeat the whole thing over again. The mitzvah could be said once and just put it in the beginning of the Pasuk. Like the Rebbe says, for example, Basuk is teishvu kulchem. So add the word kulchem in the beginning. 
Put the word call right there when it says uh, just together. Instead, what does the Pasuk do? It says, The Pasuk is adding, Stop. And then again, So even without the word, It says, Why does it not add this detail that we want to learn from here? That all Yidin can use the same Sukkah. Make it part of the first statement in the Pasuk. It's not necessary to add it as a separate Indian. So the point is, as we'll see later in the Maimer, that from the Seder of the Pasik and the way it adds this other Indian of Kol Ezrach Yisrael, it seems that the Pasik is actually coming to say that there's two details, there's two Madregis in the Mitzvah of Sukkah. There's the first point of the Mitzvah, Basukis Teshu Shivas Yamin. When it says again, Kol Ezrach Yisrael Yeshu Basukis, it's not just coming to add or clarify another detail in that Mitzvah. It's another layer, another aspect to the Mitzvah that's greater than the first part of the Pasik. That's why it adds it as a whole separate thing. The question goes even further. It's not only that he adds call and he doesn't incorporate this in the first part of the Pasik, but he actually repeats over the whole thing again, including Yeshua Basukis. So seemingly, even if you'll argue based on what the Gemara says. That when it says, this is a necessary point, and it's not included in the first part of the Pasik, we're learning out something else from this, another detail, that, but still, so you want to add those words, even if you're not going to incorporate it in the first part of the Pasik. So those are the only words that you have to add. Kol Ezrach B'Yisrael. V'loma k'ifel o'it pa'am. Yeshvu basukis. Why does it say a second time, Yeshvu basukis, after it already says, basukis teishvu. V'gam tzarech lovin. Now if you look at these words here, basukis teishvu. And then when it says, Yeshvu basukis, another point here is, Masha b'aschalas ha'kosav o'imer, basukis teishvu. What is the word teishvu? Teishvu the Ebesh is giving a command, speaking directly to you, that you're present, and the Ebesh is talking to you directly. You shall sit in the sukkah. You, in the, you in the plural. Huh? First person. In first person, directly, right. Then when it adds a second time, all citizens amongst Eden, so what does he say? They will sit in the sukkah. Which is Yeshvu Lashen Nista. Yeshu is, a, is, is, is in the second person. You're not speaking directly. Ah, a third person, that is correct. Sorry. You're, spe- you're speaking like they should sit in the sukkah. You're not speaking directly in first person to the one that you're commanding. So why does it change the, the terminology? Yeshu, from Teshvu to Yeshu. Another my modern man asks this last question here a little bit in a different way. Because there's another way you could see the difference between Teshvu and Yeshu. Teshvu is a command. Yeshu is sort of stating a fact. That all citizens amongst Eden will sit in the sukkah. Yeshu. It's like it's telling you a story. This is what's going to happen. So why is it saying that in the way of a, of a fact, matter of fact? Here he asks it differently. That Yeshu is Lashon Nistar and Teshu is Lashon Neichach. Hinei mitzvah snitil as dalad minim. So you have the mitzvah of the dalad minim that comes in the Pasuk actually before the mitzvah of sukkah. So it says, mm-hmm. So 
So this mitzvah of Daldmin in one sukkah is It's related to the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah. Even though you may argue and say it's two unrelated mitzvahs in the, in the fulfillment of the mitzvah, if you sit in the sukkah and you never took the dal minim, or the, or the, uh, the opposite, you had the dal minim and you did not sit in the sukkah, each mitzvah separately is fulfilled completely b'shleimus. But nevertheless, these two mitzvahs are related to each other. And you see this in the Lashon of the Pasuk. Therefore the Torah says that the lulav, <coughs> the dal minim, should be taken on the first day of the Yontif of Sukkot. So it says, that the Taita refers to it as the first day. The day that you take the Dalad Minim is on the 15th day of the month, which is the first day of Sukkot. So why does the Taita not give the date in the calendar that it's the 15th day of the month that you have this mitzvah like it does regarding all the other Yom Tevim? Eating matzah, Whatever it is, every mitzvah of every yontiv, the Torah gives a date when that mitzvah applies. Besides Shavuos, where the date of Shavuos is, is based on Sefer Yisayimah. But otherwise, the Torah always gives the date. Here it says, the first day, the first day of the existing yontiv. So one of the explanations of this is, the basukka. It's the first day of the Yantiv, and the main Yantiv is the mitzvah of sitting in the Sukkah. You have seven days. How do you have seven days? Because there's a mitzvah, seven days to sit in the Sukkah. This is the first of those seven days when there's a mitzvah to sit in the Sukkah. So therefore you see from this that in the Lashon of the Pasik, the mitzvah of Lulav is not just a mitzvah that there is on this date, on this day of Tezvav L'Chaydash, and it happens to coincide with the very same date that there is a mitzvah to sit in the sukkah. No, the Torah never gives the date for the mitzvah of Lulav. It just says the first day of that other date that I already told you to sit in the sukkah. So you see that the mitzvah of Lulav, the Dalad Minim, comes along with the Yantif, with the mitzvah of sukkah, where the Torah gave the date. Tezvav Especially according to what's known, this is Dal Rebbe, and the Siddur that says... The best, the choicest way to fulfill the mitzvah is You should take the Dalad Minim in the Sukkah. It's not, uh, not Dalad Rebbe doesn't bring this in the Shulchan Aruch. But in the Siddur, Dalad Rebbe says that the mitzvah of Dalad Minim, the best way is that it should be done dafke in the Sukkah. And the Rebbe clarifies here in the brackets what this means. Now the point here is, It's not only because of the mitzvah of sukkah, which is, Because everything you do during sukkahs, whatever you would do in your house, instead you should live in the sukkah, and you should do it in the sukkah. In other words, what the Rebbe is clarifying over here is, you may argue and say, the fact that the Alter Rebbe says that it's a mitzvah to take the Dalad Minim in the sukkah, that doesn't prove that there's any connection between the mitzvah of Lulav and the mitzvah of Sukkah. The fact that I have to eat, drink, and sleep and do everything else in the Sukkah, that doesn't prove that those things, that there's a connection of those activities to the Sukkah. Elamai, everything you do, whatever you're doing in your house, and on Yantif and Sukkah, you have to do inside the Sukkah. As long as you're comfortable there, if there's no Ptur of Mitzdaya or something else that uh, you wouldn't do in your house in such a kind of condition. So that includes Memela, the mitzvah of uh, Lulav. Lulav is just another detail of the activities that you do in your house, and on sukkahs, you should do it inside the sukkah. 
So there's no specific connection that you can see from the fact that you do the lulav and the sukkah, that this, this mitzvah specifically is related to the sukkah. So the Rebbe says, but that's not the pshat though. You see in the words of the Alter Rebbe, what he's saying is that it's the mitzvah of dalad minim, that it's mitzvah min amufcheh. It's this mitzvah that if you want to do it in the best way, that you should take it inside the sukkah. It's not a requirement mitzad the sukkah, a din mitzad the sukkah that requires everything, including dalad minim, to be done in the sukkah, but the other way around. The mitzvah of dalad minim specifically, if you want to do this minamufcha, should be done dafke in the sukkah. That's the lashon of the Alter Rebbe, mitzvah minamufcha of the dalad minim. What's the nafke minna? There's a, there's a place, one place in the Sikha, where the Rebbe says that there's a minute between these two Eifanim. What happens if it's raining and you put them in a sukkah? It's tired, put them in a sukkah. So do you have to go with your dalad minim in the sukkah? Will this mitzvah and mufcha apply then as well? So we're not, we're not talking about the Lubavitchers and the Chassidim that sit in the sukkah anyways and eat and drink, even if it's raining. You put them from the sukkah so you don't have to eat in the sukkah when it's raining. So if the whole Indian of taking the Dalad Minim in the Sukkah is a detail in the mitzvah of Sukkah, so when you put it from Sukkah, there's no point in taking your Dalad Minim into the Sukkah. But since the Alter Rebbe says that it's a mitzvah and a mufcha for the Dalad Minim, nothing to do with the mitzvah of Sukkah. The Dalad Minim, if you want to do this mitzvah properly, it should be inside the Sukkah. See, even if it's raining, so the mitzvah of Dalad Minim demands to do it properly if you want to do it in the sukkah. Does it make a difference if it's raining or not? That's, so that, therefore, you see here this idea that Dalad Minim is related to the mitzvah of sukkah. So with this we see emphasized even more the connection, the relation of this mitzvah to the sukkah. So what is that connection? Where, where is the point that Dalad Minim gets intensified? It becomes minamufcha. You have the mitzvah, the pashtus, and then you have the mitzvah minamufcha on a higher level. How does the mitzvah of Dalad Minim get connected in a higher level to the mitzvah of sukkah? So in general, the explanation for this point here is based on what's known. And it will be elaborated later at length. Why were specifically these four minim chosen for the mitzvah? We call shara minim amongst all other species shabesug atzimeach that there are amongst the things that grow. If you look at the way these minim grow, you see in them the unity of the eibushter in the world expressed in them. This is based on we'll see later in the Maimah, but this is based on the Maimah Chazal and the medrash that brings psukim. Lule kapist morim zeh kodesh baruchu, prietzador zeh kodesh baruchu, and afetzov is zeh kodesh baruchu, arvinachal zeh kodesh baruchu, and the medrash brings psukim for each one of them. How do you how do you see that it all hints on the Ebishta? What's the pshat in this medrash? It's not just psukim of words that you find that these words are written in connection to the Ebishta, but it's because these dalad minim actually the way they grow express the unity of the Ebishta in this world. So this is the union of achdus. We'll see in the Maimason. So the mitzvah So that's generally speaking the connection of dalad minim. Why it's a mitzvah and a mufcha to be done dafkin the sukkah, kigam sukkah in yinachtos because sukkah also expresses the unity of all yid. Okay, maimer azal huvaleil as we can see in the maimer azal the gemara shekal yisrael ruuyim leishe b'sukkah achas that all yidin could use one and the very same sukkah. So that expression of the gemara 
shows you the Indian of Achtas. That's what Sukkah is, it encompasses, it, it includes and brings in as one, all eaten together. That's the same thing with the Dalat Minim. That's the general, Klolos Abir Bezad. The details we'll see in the Maimah later. So to understand all of this, there's another point to make about the mitzvah of sukkah itself. When it comes to the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah, there are two opposite points regarding how the mitzvah is fulfilled. On one hand, we say, The sukkah itself has to be a temporary structure. Right, so Lechayda indicating the idea that you're not there outside in the sukkah to be established there, to make it your permanent place, Adarabe. It has to be a place which is a temporary dwelling. Your main dwelling is your house, and the sukkah is just a temporary structure. And the Nafkamina Allah, according to one opinion of this is, the sukkah shehi gevoya lamaylam eser mama psula. A sukkah that's higher than 20 yamas is possible. Why is that higher a problem? So the echad, atayimim shebezehu, one of the reasons for this halacha is, if the schach of the sukkah is above 20 yamas, a structure that's built so tall, a person doesn't make it temporary, flimsy, it has to be a very strong structure to be able to be so tall, not to fall. Usually that kind of a height is a diras kva. And since the Torah says, that it should be a sukkah, which is a temporary structure, so that height is not a temporary structure. So that's one aspect of the mitzvah. Tafke na'ifin of temporary. But on the other hand, va'afal pikein, yet at the same time, kola inyan, the mitzvah sukkah, hu basukah is teishu. What's the whole mitzvah of sukkah? The mitzvah of sukkah is teishu, which means that you have to be established and live in the sukkah. That should be your main dwelling to live there permanently for these seven days. The teishu, madgish inyanos, yashus vinyanakviyas. The word Teshu emphasizes that you settled there and that you're there permanently. As the Gemara's Lashon, Teshu ke'en tadurim. Live in the sukkah these seven days the way you live inside your house. The chal shiva sayamim, adamaysa, sukkase, kva. All seven days of sukkahs, your main place of dwelling should be inside the sukkah. So here you see the opposite point. That Adarab, you should live in the sukkah in a permanent way. So what's the story? Why, is this, why does sukkah... The fulfillment of the mitzvah having it emphasize these two opposite points. So these two opposite points that we find regarding the mitzvah of sukkah, you could find also two opposite points regarding all mitzvahs. And the Rebbe adds, why are we relating sukkah? Why are we using sukkah as a prototype for all mitzvahs? Because Really, all mitzvahs are considered to be the Eibishter Sukkah. The Eibishter is giving us a Sukkah to protect ourselves in these mitzvahs. How, how, how is that? Mitzvahs, we know, are compared to garments, where a person clothes himself and protects himself with these garments. Just like the Sukkah, that it says, what is the Sukkah, what's the purpose of the Sukkah? It shields you and protects you from wind and from rain. That's what sukkah is. So the same thing is all mitzvahs. A yid fulfills mitzvahs. The mitzvah protects and, and, and shields a yid from all the bad influences that there are in the world. So therefore we're using the mitzvah of sukkah to explain also, b'negeya too, all mitzvahs. 
So what are the two points you find in mitzvahs? On one hand we say, The mitzvahs, the essence of a mitzvah, is above any limitation. As you see from the Lashon of the Pasuk, The Ebesher's mitzvahs are very broad. And when it, it says here, very, without any limitation. When you fulfill a mitzvah, you're connecting to the Ebesher, which is unlimited. The expression here that's used regarding the Bleakvul is Ma'id. What does it mean that a mitzvah is unlimited? How do you explain that? A mitzvah is a very specific command to fulfill a very specific act. So what does it mean? So the Rebbe says understood simply. Since the mitzvahs are the Ebesher's mitzvahs, just like the Ebesher himself is endless, so So therefore, if the Ebesher, which is endless, is commanding and expressing his will in this mitzvah, so the mitzvah, the command, the will of the Ebesher in the mitzvah is also has the koyach of Ein Saif in it. So when you fulfill a mitzvah of the Ebeshter, which is Ein Saif, you're connecting and fulfilling an Indian, which is Ein Saif. That's one aspect of the mitzvah. That you're, it's, it's, it's Ein Saif, unlimited. Yet at the same time, the mitzvahs, the way they're given to us here below to fulfill them, is limited. There's exactly 248 mitzvahs. Dafke, specifically, not more and not less of that amount of mitzvahs. And the Rebbe connects this as well to the Indian of a sukkah. This is hinted that we regarding the possibly we brought before. The sukkah protects you from zerem, the wind, and mimotar, and from rain. But the Rebbe teaches zerem, who echot poches miramach. Zerem is 247. One less of the 248 mitzvahs. In other words, if someone is, is going to minimize, take away a mitzvah. And matar is 249 if you add to a mitzvah. The mitzvah of sukkah protects you of anybody that wants to veer off from the ratzen of the Ebishter, which is very precise and very specific of the number. 248, not one more and not one less. Don't add to the mitzvahs and don't uh, subtract from the mitzvahs. So that's the uh, specific hagbala uh, of the of all mitzvahs. Hainu meaning shagbala shabe mitzvahs. Iloirak benegel a mitzvahs loisasa. The limitation that we find regarding mitzvahs is not only regarding mitzvahs loisasa, and mitzvahs loisasa refers to a lower aspect of mitzvahs. That's what the rabbi means there. We're talking about mitzvahs that relate to a place where there's kaiches of evil in the world. And therefore, over there, on such a low level, you have to stay away from those things. And the Ebesher gives you those mitzvahs loisas of what to stay away from. So over there, it's very specific of what it is that you have to stay away from. And the Rebbe adds, Mitzvahs loisas, protecting yourself of negative influences. You have this concept, even regarding the neshama above, before it comes down into our body. The negative influences don't begin only in this physical world. There's kaychis of, of sitra achir that exist even lamayla, that even there, there's a concept of mitzvahs leisesa, obviously and to a much more subtle degree. But there is a concept of mitzvahs leisesa that applies even to the neshama lamayla. I don't remember seeing this anywhere else, this kind of expression. 
Kopan of that. So in other words, the Rebbe is bavarning that even Lamaila you have mitzvahs loisessa. And the, 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 since the whole point of this mitzvah is about keeping out negative influences, so obviously that objective is very specific of what, of what you're trying to accomplish by mitzvah loisessa. Elo, afilu b'negele mitzvah even regarding mitzvah Over here, it's not about keeping out negative influences, but it's about connecting and about doing something in the positive sense. So much so, when a person does a mitzvah, he becomes a partner with the Eibishter in creation. And you can elevate yourself in the actions of doing a mitzvah to the highest level. So over here, you may think that this is something which is endless. The connection that you form through a mitzvah is endless. But nevertheless, even mitzvahs say also have a certain limitation of how much, what mitzvah is required, and you should not add any more than what the Eibishter said. So that's Ba'agbala. So the Rebbe doesn't tie choice over here, but the Rebbe is comparing this to the mitzvah of Sukkah. Just like Sukkah has the two opposite points, on one hand, the sukkah is a temporary structure. On the other hand, the actual mitzvah is to sit in the sukkah permanently. So similar, there's the two opposite points in the mitzvah, which is the fact that it's unlimited, that you're connecting to the Eivishter, which is unlimited. And at the same time, you have to do the mitzvahs in a very limited way. So what's the connection to the two points of sukkah? It doesn't spell out of here in the Maimah, but l'chayda, the unlimited aspect of the mitzvah, is related to the fact that the structure of the sukkah is a temporary thing. In other words, it's not permanent in the Gashmi Zuga world because it's, it's above the, it can't be permanent here in the world. It's unlimited. On the other hand, the mitzvah of sukkah that you sit in it permanently refers to the fulfillment of the mitzvah here below, bringing it down, settle down in this world, the Gashmi's.